This podcast may contain adult language and content not suitable for everyone. Listener discretion is advised. Hi. Hey. Hello. Hello. It's been a minute. Yeah. I know it's been a little while since we've recorded. It's been a lot while since we recorded and so much has it's happened like a month? so it's been longer than so much has happened in the world i don't even know now so just to fill everyone in we recorded in february and march and oh that long ago wow yeah it was february march and i think we met one more time after spring break and it was um spring break weekend when the you know the the virus officially caused things to start closing that's when disney yes and everything was closing right. and i think it was our our last episode or the many the many so before the last where we had said disney's been closed for a week right and now it's been a couple of months right um so in addition to the second wave virus about to hit now we have you know um the incident with george floyd mm-hmm. and we have um the protests and all of this crap going on. So I don't want to spend um, too much time talking about everything that's going on. But I think at least we need to acknowledge sure. what's been happening. Yeah. There's a lot going on in the world right now. There is. Yeah. And then there's the dichotomy of, you know, staying home as much as possible. And then a, kind of a disconnection because when you go to your media and it, it's the news and it's your feed and it's your social media and there's all this stuff happening and yet in my life there's doesn't seem to be all that much going on you know like my personal life has slowed way down but it seems like the world has sped up in a number of ways it's very it's confusing it's it a, causes in a way, um, it's exciting what, what I, I will call cognitive so- cognitive dissonance yeah oh i agree with that absolutely and you know social life has slowed down to a halt you know we're not hanging out i'm not going out to anyone's friend's house we're right. not gathering in bars and no i'm not going to do any of that stuff too risky mm-hmm. um and as far as the the protests and everything look i'm not here to to preach and i don't want to add to the noise there's a lot of information out there and a lot of people up in arms but just you want to be on the right side of history on this um, black lives matter. I'm not going to argue with anyone over all lives matter. That's just stupid and get behind the cause, make your donations, sign the petitions, understand what defunding the police means and, um, move ahead, do stuff. Make, I, I would say make a plan to move ahead. Yeah. Make a personal plan. To do something. To do something. Yeah. To get yourself educated in who you need to vote for. What you need to pursue personally to make things better for everyone. I agree. Um, it's, it is time to change. Oh my And it gosh, is time yes. to find a way for you as a person to change. And it is time to find a way to approach the people in your life in a way that doesn't put them on the defensive. This well, that sometimes that's so nearly hard. impossible. It is, yes, it's nearly impossible. I and mean, I, here's the thing: there's so much division, and we're not going to get the change that we need to get with all of this division. You know, you. What is that rattling again? I don't know. It's your It's my boobies. Cage. It's my cage yeah, touching my t- boobies. Don't do that. Okay, sorry. Yeah. I think everybody, especially in our age range, we've got we've got relatives 
that have very backwards, narrow, narrow, backwards narrow minded, viewpoints. backwards, bullshit, old, uneducated. The great thing is they're older. What, they're I older can completely gonna... kick them out of my lives. Mm-hmm. I can try to reach out to them and say, hey, you know, it's it's really not like this. You are allowing yourself to be manipulated by unscrupulous media sources. Yes, propaganda and unscrupulous um, people mm-hmm. in high places, including the White House. Absolutely. Come on. These are bad actors. It, it, it is really, it's, oh, it's awful. I'm exhausted. I'm exhausted as a white person of privilege. I can't imagine how exhausting it is for... Um, a black individual in this country. Exhausting. Racism is a white problem. Right. We need, to fuck, we need to deal with our shit. Yep. We need to get behind the right people that can get these changes moving forward. Um, the, so one thing that I want to say that it bothers me is I've been getting a lot of emails from companies giving me their stance on this big companies we just we wanted to reach out to you and let you know that this is our stance on this matter i'm like you know what do me a favor take all of your money and all of your power and instead of reaching out to me with this trite fucking email go do why don't you go find somebody who needs to have a louder voice in this and get behind them and make it so that they can get their message out that's it's, true, because you know I'm sure I mean? you've been um, single now through all of the 5,000 points of data, you know, that social media has on us, that they already know your stance. So yeah. why are you getting information from people that they don't need to convince you? Right. They need to convince those bad actors. Right. Right. They need to give a platform, a bigger platform to the people who need it. You know, instead of instead of sending me your email that lets me know how much you care, how about you allow someone who's got a really good message to get out there? We support this cause and we're going to give this person's voice priority right now. I don't think there's anything I can say that's going to improve this situation. I think I need to keep quiet and listen to what other people have to say. I would like to see some new voices in the game. I don't want your corporate email. I want to hear somebody who's got an excellent point that I think I can share with maybe those friend and family members that that need to have their eyes opened. You haven't had to argue with anyone about it too much, right? I, you, you're not engaged. You haven't I, engaged. I understand with certain individuals in my life that arguing is pointless. It's I'm pointless, just waiting so... for them to die. I'm trying to find out who they want to vote for and why and work against that. Right. You know, I want to make really educated votes. Oh yeah. Why are you voting for that person? You know, you, I, I think there's just a certain type of person you can't get in their face and make them change their mind, but you can plant seeds that help them think of why their stance may be wrong. I think division is a bad thing. I hope those seeds do plant. Mm -hmm. I wonder if they plant. I don't have, much faith in our previous generations but i have some faith in the new ones and i have Mm -hmm. ways as someone in in education to try to mold those minds so i've been thinking a lot about what are things that i can do and especially um teaching literature 
And so with the, the Gothic literature class I'm creating, there's a lot we can learn about division and hatred and otherness from Frankenstein mm-hmm. and from Dracula. So I'm going to bring up those things. I have them in all of my discussion questions I created. And then for the American literature class, you know, instead of the typical shit that we had to read, I, we only read one female. We read Harper Lee. We read To Kill a Mockingbird. Mm-hmm. Um, and everything else was Seinbeck, Salinger, all white male focus with white male protagonists Mm -hmm. this is not what america looks like anymore and even then they had nothing to say to me about my life none Mm -hmm. of these so i'm going to choose um i've already decided i'll be choosing multicultural literature and i think i'm going to focus on females from all different kinds and turn in you know the syllabus and wait for it to get approved and if they don't approve it they're going to look like a bunch of assholes so that that's where i'm going to go i already have we're going to read some my angelou mm-hmm. and tony morrison um some native american authors and some hispanic authors and um we're going to go from there i think and, that sounds fantastic because we need some real world literature that matches the diversity of the students i'm i'm working mm-hmm. with so i'm going to start there so even though, yes, you're right, a lot has not been happening in our in our homes. You know, mm-hmm. we're kind of just tra- trapped here. We can um, go out and maybe get the virus or go out and protest or we're just otherwise just stuck at home. There's no there's no summer vacations mm-hmm. without risk. So we haven't gone anywhere. We have no plan to go anywhere. And since we're working from home now, home, which was a place of solace, is now like a workspace and that's confusing because there's no, now there's not, not a lot of solace here. There's a lot of chaos here. So it's, it's trying to find that separation for me working from home is it, it was a surprise to me that I'm actually not minding it. My opinion initially was no work needs to be a separate place. My home needs to be home. My work needs to be my work. I did not want to combine those two things. I've come around on that a bit simply because working from home eliminates my commute, which to be honest, gives me back two hours of my day every day. Oh yeah. Two full hours. I almost got a divorce over that commute. That's a terrible commute. I can't be in the car that long. That's a big deal for me. It really allows me to have a lot more time to do the things that I enjoyed doing prior to being employed. Back when I wasn't really full-time employed, I just kind of did gig work. I had a lot of personal time. I got to do things around my house and going back to work full-time eliminated all of that. It was work, uh, make dinner, go to bed, get up, get ready to go to work, go to work and follow that cycle five days a week. And it was grinding me down. It was making me unhappy with my life. I mean, I, I'm not going to lie. I enjoy the money, but. I like you lose being, yourself. I that. like working from home. Of course, I'm not working at all right now. Right? I've no. I'm unemployed. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, I all of the summer opportunities I had for work went out the window with the COVID. Sure. As an educator, so that's tough right now. But when the COVID thing happened and we all moved to an online um, scenario and I had to work from home, I loved being at home. However, the work quadrupled. Mm. Uh, students needed um, assistance. They weren't ready for this. They didn't sign right. up for online. And I had to step it up. 
a lot, a lot more than they were paying me for, too. So mm. I hope there's some new contingency plans in place next year. Anyway, so yes, a lot. So we've been home. There's a revolution that's coming, that's happening. Be on the right side of it. And uh, on top of that, I just bought another swimsuit and for no reason. I Because I have nowhere to go except maybe over to your house to go swimming. <laughs> I want to go to the beach. Can't can't really go there. It's just too many. Too I many. want to go to the beach. This I want to summer. go to the beach so bad. Um. So yeah. So before we get on to that discussion, in fact, our whole next topic, um, next week will be all about summertime blues. The my summertime. Friend. It is summertime blues for yeah. sure. So weird that we're going to talk about the foibles of being outside of the norm size-wise and trying to clothe ourselves in lovely summertime get-ups. Right. Mm-hmm. Like like swimsuits. Yeah. Which I have some sort of large collection of with no need for. But yeah. I, I keep collecting swimsuits in the night, not wanting to get rid of them because they're so hard to find. Right. That I like. And keep in mind, these all probably look like shit on me to someone else, but I like them. And it's hard for me to find something I like that fits. Right. You know? So, yeah, we'll talk more about that. In our episode. In that episode. Along with other other things on that nature. But I remembered there was a whole other topic we forgot to talk about um, in Dr. Doctor that I forgot to bring up. And it totally has to do with my height, too. Indirectly, but still they're tied together. And that is my jaw. Oh, I have really bad TMJ and this began in the seventh grade when I got hit with a basketball um, against the face. So someone threw instead of throwing a basketball like to me to catch, I don't know it. They threw it at my face Mm -hmm. and it hit me in the jaw. And afterwards I was like, that's not right. No, it started to pop a little bit. Mm. So already I had that problem. And uh, because Someone told me, you should play basketball. So, you know, I tried. I wasn't good at it, as we know, because I got hit in the head with a ball. None of this would have happened if I were a short person. Well, remember when you tripped in the hall okay. in that apartment? That you is landed on two. your jaw. That is part two. Oh, that is? Oh, and sorry. And again, that's, that's also because I'm tall. Right. None of this would have happened. Right. It was, it was a bright, hot day. Bright. The hot doesn't really matter, but it was, it was bright. It was yes. a bright day. And I came in from outside. And immediately walked down a dark hallway. Yes. Um, and there were boxes in the hallway from a, a roommate at yeah. the time. And I needed to get to the bathroom door. But I didn't see these boxes because it was it was so dark. Your eyes hadn't adjusted. I, yet. My eyes hadn't adjusted. So I tripped over the box and the, ba- and the bathroom door appeared to have been shut all the way. But it was not <laughs> shut. Was not. So when I tripped over these boxes with my hands out... In front of me, like in a Superman position, hoping that the door would catch me, it opened. <laughs> what a dirty trick. And, and so then I fell with my hands out in front of me, mm-hmm. unable to catch me because of the boxes. I couldn't then, you know, put them underneath and like in a in a plank position, we'll right. say. It all happened It happened so, so quickly. So the full weight of my body fell uh, or... or um, what do I want to say? Im- what the impact? Your impact point was the, your face. The impact was the bottom of my chin, mm-hmm. my jaw from underneath. I basically um, you jammed your jaw back up into your head. 
Didn't I, you? I Just bear <laughs> trapped myself with my own bear trap jaw. Right. And after that, I couldn't open my mouth at all. Yeah. Do you remember? Were you there for that? Yes. I could not open my mouth. It was I think I was there for the the aftermath. You had fallen and then I came over a little later and you were like, I can't. What should I do? I can't open my mouth properly. I can't open my mouth. And you should never ask me what to do. In a medical situation, because <laughs> I'm, I don't like going to the, well, I don't like going to the doctor for Me anything. Either. So I'm like, oh, you just, you take some ibuprofen, take some ice, ice it down, swelling. try to reduce the swelling. Exactly. Let's see what happens. Call your dentist, All maybe as a last resort. You know, I'm never going to be the person who's smart and says, oh, we need to take you to the doctor now. No, I'm dumb. I'm like, well, let's just try some stuff around the house and so, see. It wasn't because of you, but no, I don't. I didn't go to the doctor then. Because what are they going to say, you know? And again, a, a second incident that happened to my jaw because I, I was tall. Uh-huh. That, that wouldn't have happened. The impact wouldn't have been as much. None of it. Anyway, so I think it was a year or so later I finally went to a... What do, you, what do they call them? A temp- uh, <laughs> it's a long word. You know, temporal mandibular disorder. Oh, you yeah. know, t- what TMJ stands yes. for. Doctor. Specialist. Specialist. Mm-hmm. I went to a maxofacial surgeon. There we go. There's, there you there, go. There's the word we want. I went to the maxofacial surgeon. And there are like six, six steps to having um, severe TMJ to the point where they want to go in and like rewire your jaw. And even then I was at a four and, um, they did a mold of my mouth and created this thing I was supposed to wear at night to try to reset my jaw. The problem with that is the minute you start having dental work, which then I had, you know, crowns and things, those, oh, it's a domino effect. They don't fit anymore, you know, because they were made for your, your teeth and then I hadn't been back and yada, yada. Now it's like so many years later. And I, I will tell you that there are mornings where I wake up and I can't open my mouth. Yeesh. So, you know, I say this to my husband. He's like, well, that's great. Yeah. Well, <laughs> you know, but you got to look for the humor and everything. Exactly. But no, it's scary for a minute because I have to like think about how and I have to rub my cheeks in a certain way to get my mouth to unhinge. It is. It's like an old rusty bear trap. It, it really does so, sound like you maybe need to get another mouth guard because it sounds like, are you clenching at night? I'm a clencher as yeah, well. Okay. And then, and this comes up a lot because just the other day I, we're having dinner and, and Teal is like, is that your jaw? Oh my God. You audibly pop. Oh Ooh, yeah. Oh, that's bad. I could make it and do, I nope, could do it right, don't. I'll right freak now. Out. Even if I pants. just open my, like. Nope, don't do it. I get grossed out by it. Please don't. (laughs) I don't do well with gross. No, don't do that. Can you hear that? I can't. It makes my butt cramp. I get terrible. (laughs) No, I. Whenever somebody does something like that, or they get too close to a high edge, my 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 butt cheeks. What does that mean? Like, um, here's the best example. My friend had drained out her swimming pool, and then she was walking too close to the edge. 
and it was an empty pool. It was like 10 feet deep. And, and your my, butt clenched. No, not clenched. Like my, my big muscles and like your gluteus maximus, the yeah. big muscles in your butt cheeks. Yeah. Mine will cramp up severely. Like it really hurts. I will have experience ass cramps because I'm sure you're going to hurt yourself. Did she fall in? That's what I thought she was going to do because she falls all the time. Uh, she did not, but I literally, I had to like hobble away because my, my big muscles and my ass were cramping so hard. I was in agony. Is that I a do, like, short ass person cramps. thing? Ass cramps? Um, I think it's just my, uh, fear of other people hurting themselves. I don't do well. Like I have a hard time watching, you know, America's funniest home videos when they're showing everybody falling down. Is that still on? I don't know. I have no clue, but people seem to enjoy watching other people get hurt. So I suppose so. But, but when I, I see like other watch... people get hurt, I get ass cramps. It really, I guess it's just me being super empathetic. Especially like when they show old people falling down. I know how bad that can be. My, my ass immediately starts cramping terribly. <laughs> Here's a too oh much information. God. Little mini sewed. Rochelle bit. gets horrible ass cramps when people fall down. I think it's funny when I fall down because I'm so short and I'm so round. I mostly bounce. I don't really get hurt. But when I see other people fall down, I immediately get severe ass cramps. I get hurt. You get hurt. Little people. We don't. We don't really get hurt. We're we're bouncy, you know. But big people, you guys fall hard. It's fucked up. It scares me. I decided that I have um, misophonia, which is yeah. Give me a good definition. It's sounds. Use it in a sentence. <laughs> <laughs> and that sentence okay. cannot be I have Mis misophonia. Misophonia. Okay. Is a disorder mm -hmm. in which certain sounds trigger emotional. Or physiological responses. Absolutely. That some might perceive as unreasonable mm -hmm. given the circumstance. Mm -hmm. Like it, it angers me. Now some oh, yeah. people it's something simple like nails on a chalkboard, but that's more of a of a cringe. You know, this is this is like anger. Yes. It it is anger inducing and I wanna leave the room mm -hmm. or leave leave the establishment if I hear certain sounds. Yes. And I was talking to Teal about what those sounds are. And one of them's easy enough. It's screaming children. Oh, yeah, and, sure, sure. And that's, that's for a lot, a lot of people just don't like screaming children. But there's something we decided, or I decided in talking to him, about the ah, the open vowel of a screaming child mm -hmm. that okay. has a tinny, a tinny. And they they just hit a frequency. It, they hit a frequency. And then to have it continuously go on, it hurts my soul. Um, I have to agree. <clears throat> and I did know what you meant when you said you have misophonia because I have a visceral reaction to any sort of electronic repetitive beeping within music where I will immediately become angry because it reminds me of an alarm clock. And I just can't fucking take that beeping <laughs> i can so if you have a visceral angry. response does your does your butt clench up because that would be internal um my well my butt clenching is just in response uh, the anticipation of someone getting severely injured my ass will clench painfully um, but oh. no i become quite angry i will demand that the music 
be stopped immediately. What about shut high that pitched? off? Turn it down. Right. Like what, I don't want to hear it. I get angry about it. What about those high pitched sounds that happen like sometimes in the house and you're like, where the hell is that coming from? I'm like a dog. I can hear that and it it's some sort of piece of equipment or maybe it's the <laughs> yeah. refrigerator or it's a television. Yeah, I'm pretty sure that my husband p- and my child both think I'm insane because I'll be like, do you hear that noise? It's got to go away. Do you hear that noise? I need to know where that's coming from. Yeah. It it doesn't make me angry, but it will bother me and ruin my night. <laughs> For me, it is, it, it is not all music, but I do notice that there are... Instead of being an actual instrument, it is the use of electronic noises repetitively within music nowadays. It just makes me very angry. It's like an alarm clock I can't shut off. So I'm like, shut that shit off now. There's this That's other... being old. I'm like, fuck you, fuck your music, shut it off. Maybe, I hate that beeping. <laughs> maybe this is um, from being old as, as well. There's a word for this, but I can't find it right now. But it is... I used to be okay seeing somebody get cut, like an open cut or surgery. And I can still watch like Dr. Pimple Popper pull out a lipoma or something and oh, be, I can't. be okay with it. Nope, but falls there are down certain, uh, certain, I won't say sites of blood, but there are certain things that I, f- it does affect my viscera. I feel it in my stomach mm-hmm. that it makes me. Mm-hmm. It's. Um, I think it's because you can relate to it as you get maybe. older and you have more experiences. I become more of an empath. Maybe. I don't know. I don't know, but there. Yeah, I. It's maybe it is like I can. It's a weird feeling. It's a feeling like, um, when you lose a tooth and then try to stick something pokey up there. You know that you try to stick your tongue in your tooth hole and then your <laughs> tummy gets fuzzy Ugh. and you start a... to like lose connections with consciousness. Yes. Yeah. It's the, what I call the bad doctor feeling, the bad, <laughs> the bad doctor touch. It's the same, like, Ugh. you know, like when I went in, um, when I had my surgery and they gave me the IV, I can't watch that shit. Mm-hmm. I can't. But yeah, I can watch like The Grudge and I can watch Pimple Popper. I'm okay because it's, it's distant from me. But I see... can watch any type of gore in a movie because that is pretend and not real and I am fine. But I cannot watch Dr. Pimple Popper because that is not pretend. That is actually happening to someone. Yeah. And I, it is very likely that I will pass out if there is uh, any... <laughs> excess bleeding going on. I'm one of those people. I pass out at the sight of blood for sure. What about the just watching the extractions? Does that make you? Because it's not surgery. You know, she's just using her little tool mm, and getting. I do clean. get that. Do you get into that. I get though? that floaty, tingly, disconnected, nauseated feeling. Like, oh, if this goes <laughs> any worse, I'm gonna, I'm gonna. It's like I'm gonna barf, but I actually just pass out. I'm like, "Uh uh-oh, I feel that twisty feeling inside of my body that means bad things are coming like the ground to my face. I tried to find the word, but I can't. But there is a word for that that feeling, yeah, you get when you see blood and gore and stuff. Yeah. In person. Or or you said when somebody somebody falls, they fall and get get hurt and a wound opens. Yeah. Yeah, I can't want, but I used to be able to watch any of that when I was younger. Not anymore. As long as I don't look directly at the boo-boo, 
I am a great person to have in an emergency situation. I don't get upset. I keep my cool. You just can't show me your boo-boo. But I am the person that you want to call 911 <laughs> and to like put your head on a pillow and lean you on your left side and tie a tourniquet. I can keep my cool. I don't panic about any of that. But if you show me some meatsy pow pow ligaments sticking out, bones sticking out, blood flying everywhere, I'm going to pass out. Don't don't let me pass out, but I'm a really good person <laughs> to have in an emergency. Like I will keep my cool. I can deal with the authorities. I can answer the questions, perform CPR. I can do all of that. As long as I don't see stringy, meaty bits hanging out. Rochelle's a friend. She can tie your tourniquet for I you. Can. Keep her around. Yeah, just don't show me your ligaments. I, <laughs> um, I'd like to object, though, on dealing with authorities because, you know, sometimes you don't deal very you, oh, get, you no. get angry well yeah. right now that's that's how we should deal with authorities right now is well with and i anger, mean especially the police that's definitely a way that i can say <clears throat> i absolutely have white privilege in that department i have full-on gotten in a cop's face and yelled at them uh and did not face any repercussion at all and i know that but, other people do not have that ability oh or no that privilege. they'd be shot are you kidding me yeah no, uh, Tracy lived in an apartment complex and they had pulled someone over and they were in front of the only entrance to this apartment complex. It had one gate you could go in, one, that was it. The only other option was to wait for somebody to come out of the out gate and then try to drive in the wrong way, possibly into someone turning a corner and get in. And we sat and we waited and we waited and we waited. And finally, I got mad and I got real mad. And I got out of the car and I got real mad in a cop's face. I'm like, you're blocking the only entrance. You are forcing people to drive in the wrong way. And they were like, when they got real dismissive, you're moving along, ma'am. I'm like, no, I'm not going to move it along. How can you move it along? How can I move it along? Pull in. You know, you're going to cause a problem. You're going to cause people to get into an accident. And as Tracy can... um, verify i got real colorful and real loud and real pissed off (laughs) and it was only by the grace of me being a white lady that i probably didn't go to jail for that because i was very angry and very in their faces and a lot of people don't have the ability to do that and get away with it and that's not fair no that's not fair when they're in the wrong you should be able to tell them they're in the wrong and face zero repercussion well they've gotten away with too much shit for too long too long Mm-mm. way too long i want to talk about that cop for a minute because when cop? i the, the one that the, i yelled at the one who no not the one you yelled at oh. <laughs> i want to talk talk about the video real quick oh okay because of the the cop who killed george floyd i want to talk about that video because there is something seriously fucked up about leaning in with your hands in your pockets and su- making it s- so casual your authority over this person to the point that you're going to kill them and it's nothing for you that your hands can be in your fucking pockets while he's screaming for his life not even screaming can't scream doesn't have enough air to breathe but saying i can't breathe and people saying hey he can't breathe and then to lean in further it's like is your dick that small yeah that you have you know the whole world is going to see your shit 
What point are you and proving? The look on, the look the look on, on his, his face. face. What he was doing, he was doing just because he could. Right. And that's exactly and that's why it was. he wasn't doing it for any other reason than to show the people who were objecting to what he was doing. Look what I can do. Look what I look can do. Me. Look how big my penis is. I don't penis have is. to listen right. to you or Bullshit. anyone else. I can do this and I am doing it just because I can. And it's time just for that. Just because I can. No, that's bullshit. And you know what? He had a, a bunch of reports against him. They all did. Mm-hmm. All of them had several reports about excessive force. And nothing's ever freaking done about it. And then you talked about watching old people fall. You know, what about that old that old guy that got pushed? Holy, Holy shit. Holy shit. That was, that was fucked brutal. up. It's all it's all just fucked up. And and sorry I'm using the F word a lot, but it just it really pisses me off. And mm-hmm. I when I talk, when I thought about what are, what are we going to talk about during the mini episode, I'm like, well, well, let's talk about what's going on for a minute. But I, I, I was laying in bed and the next thing I know it was like 45 minutes went by me thinking about all the shit that pisses me off right now about all of this. And yes, that's, that's another one. And, and what pisses me off the most about it is people are protesting peacefully mm-hmm. about police brutality and excessive force and, and the irony of that is they are using excessive force. They are demonstrating they are de- the very thing that is being exactly. protested. Yep. So all you've done is prove the point that you guys need to be, you are overfunded mm-hmm. and people, people are like. And under trained and under tested. Incorrectly For trained. underlying uh, uh, mental rage, issues. Mental. I'm sorry when everyone around you is screaming at you to stop doing something and you continue to, to do, do it. it just what are you to, doing? Just to fly in the face of their uh, their statements. It's what is wrong with you as a person? Thing. It's a lot. It, it's a lot. Last mm-hmm. week tonight with John Oliver. Mm-hmm. Last week was really good because he talked about the history of this country and how racism basically began. And it's a good little history lesson for a lot of people who maybe didn't pay attention in history class or really understand that this is a systemic problem. Absolutely. And then at the end of it, there's a really great video uh where they ask it was supposed to be part of a documentary but they ask her um why are you burning your own communities you know and and have you seen that i put it on i put it on my social media page it is very powerful and again gives you a little history lesson yes of 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 that so again we're probably preaching to our own tiny little choir of Mm -hmm. listeners because you know, I don't know who's who's listening who listen <laughs> on our side. I don't think we have a lot of right wingers listening. But it, you know, if you are educate, just educate yourself on this stuff. I say try to see a position outside of your own. Exactly. Are, you know that to me is the biggest problem with people who take offense at these protests. Is stop for a minute and stop thinking about yourself and your position exactly. in this. Try to open your mind. And see it from someone else's perspective. That's probably the biggest benefit um, education had for me. Yes. Is just the discourse you get to have with other people and other ideas. All the discussion questions we have and all the discussion forums. And getting that just that exchange of knowledge and real world opinions and experiences. When you don't have that, you kind of live in this tiny little box of your own little ideology, which never gets challenged or questioned, mm-hmm. and it's and it it sticks to you, and sometimes like a cancer, right? You know, and if the only people that you ever surround yourself with and socialize with are people who share that exact same view, how do you grow as a person? You don't. 
Right. You just bounce these ideas back and forth and it makes you feel more right in your opinions. If I had 20 people yelling at me that, hey, you're doing this wrong. Stop doing that. You're, you know, that person can't, whatever. I I would stop. Or 20 people say, hey, you need to look at another viewpoint. I would take that viewpoint into consideration. And if I'm wrong about something, I'm going to admit it. You know, that's growth. Yeah. How big does your ego need to be that you can't admit wrongdoing? You know, we're not perfect creatures. So, uh, anyhow. One thing, and I know this probably isn't going to be a popular opinion, but I, I think it's something that bears some thought process. There are a lot of people within um, law enforcement that come from a military background. Okay, they like to hire people with a military background. And in a way, I see that as slightly problematic. And I think it's something that needs to be addressed in training. Because when you're coming from a military background, it is very much an us versus them. It is, it's us, we're on the side of right, we're defending our country against an enemy. End of story. That's military true. is not known for going in and trying to understand... Negotiate. Um, that's because that's not their job to negotiate really. And it worries me that that same mentality gets applied when they become law enforcement officers. That's a good point. That they view the people that they are policing, I'm using air quotes here, as an enemy, as an other, as Mm -hmm. someone that needs to be controlled by them. And that's, that's not right. They're there to protect and serve. Right. I think, um, well, our own president doesn't understand that he is a public servant. No, no. He sees himself as a king. He sees himself as the king of America. I'm the king. I get to do whatever I want and say whatever I want. You couldn't be more wrong if you tried. You are, as a president, a public servant. You are to serve the public, not just the portions of it that make you happy. So... I, I got back on that. I, but I won't apologize for it. I'm not saying but, that mm-hmm. having a military background makes you a bad choice to being a public service. No, a public servant. No, that that's not true. I think there's a lot of military training that is helpful. However, I think it needs to be addressed that the community at large is not the enemy. The enemy. It's not right. an other. You are just as much a part of it. You need to approach them with the same um, understanding and p- compassion that you approach the people in your inner circle with. Sure. But th- we're far from that. Yeah. But I think. Far from that. I, but you know what? Schools get defunded all the time. Yeah. They sure as shit Healthcare do. gets defunded all, no, all the no time. No one says a friggin' thing about oh. that. And then when teachers go out to strike about it, everyone has their hands up in airs. But golly, you mentioned one thing about defunding the police. How we will protect our gated communities and all of our things that we've worked no, you're missing the point yeah you're missing the point i think it's because they hear the words defund the police and they think they won't have any uh, abolish the police right take it all away that's and, that and that's means. not the case that's not what it means anyhow so it's been quite a spring and now quite a summer mm-hmm. and it looks like you know disneyland's not going to be opening anytime soon no. that just blows my mind you know it's the end of days when, when Disney <laughs> it's can't not make any money. It's not. You know, uh, they're going to have to sell a lot of Baby Yodas to make up for all of that money loss. I, I would probably buy a lot of you Baby know, Yodas if the, given the opportunity. The they're Disney streaming cute. service will probably go up to like 40 bucks a month or something. 
better get your Mandalorian in now. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. I think change is painful, though. It, it needs to happen. Oh, sure. But it's going to be painful. This is going to be very uncomfortable for a lot of people. It's uncomfortable for people to to talk about. And that's another reason why I wanted to talk about it. You know, This was hard because I approach everything from comedy. I want to make a joke about everything. And you can't. You can't. No, this is not a laughing matter. at all. George Floyd is not a laughing matter. Trayvon Martin is not a laughing matter. None of them are. Tamir Rice is not a laugh. None of them. Philando Castile, that video pissed me off. Oh, my and, you God. Know, here, now we have to wait that to see so if upsetting. they're going to uh, get off scot-free like the rest of the cops do. And That's the other problem. That This is this is the second phase, you know, to see, like, are they going to get away with it like all the other officers do? It's bullshit. Anyway, so, yes, we're dealing with that right now. We need change and, uh, and or, you know. And your... there is that part of me that's like, because as a Gen Xer, you sit back between the the boomers and the youngsters going after each other. Oh, if you didn't eat so much avocado toast, you'd be able to afford a house. You know what I mean? And yet, wasn't it the boomers that were out for civil rights? And a lot of this same thing happened in their time. And I wonder how many of them nowadays still hold those same opinions. That's a good question. You know, we'd have to get a boomer on the show to ask. I don't them. know any boomers. I don't either. My pa- my my parents. Uh, my mom has passed away. She was truly a boomer. My dad, not so much. He's a he's a bit younger than my mom was. He's my stepdad. Don't worry. My mom didn't, you know, go way too young and rob the cradle. She just my robbed the cradle for her boomer, second husband. I think she's a listener and doesn't want to. My mom would want to be but, on the show. <laughs> <laughs> so. Anyway, yes. But Our, history repeats itself. Is, is basically what I'm saying is the time has come again for social change and structure. Absolutely. And I think it would be a very good idea for people who want this social change and this social structure to go back and study. Yeah. And look at the things that went right and look at the things that went wrong and use that to structure a plan to move forward. So our mini episode turned into almost a full on. Well, I'm sure (laughs) with editing, you know, maybe probably, but yeah, so we're going to continue this summer time blues discussion as we get into, uh, more of a, now we're, now our planned episode is going to seem so trite (laughs) comparatively, but it'll still be fun, but it will seem. Yeah. We'll, we'll funny our shit up just a little bit in the next episode, but yeah, it'll be uh, more summertime blues. Mm -hmm. Um, considering, yeah, we can't really go anywhere without risk to our health. Um, yeah, and can't go on vacation anywhere. Everything's closed. Can't really buy. Anything. Can't even go shopping. Can't socialize. So let's talk about swimsuits. All right, let's talk about that. <laughs> so until then, um, yeah. Any questions, comments, please uh, write to us at galpodcast.com. That's G-A-L Podcast dot com because we're not going to make you spell the word leprechaun. We're not that no, mean. We're not sadists. But uh, well, one of us isn't. So yes, we will talk at you soon. Bye. Bye. Bye.